In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So we come to this first Sunday of Advent, which is uh, a a strange um, lesson that we have um, as we we sort of leave behind last week's lesson of of Jesus predicting the destruction of the temple through the end of Mark, um, and also then that's even the week before with, with, with Christ the King last week with Jesus before Pilate. And that, we always end with this end of, end of Jesus' life. Like these are the last things that he says basically to his disciples before he's arrested, turned over, um, talking about um, the signs that must take place for the, in, the, in the kingdom of God's fulfillment. So we always end with these last sort of apocalyptic words of, of Jesus um, before, before next week where we sort of go back to John the Baptist. And so we're in this, always in this remembering the first advent of Jesus, preparing for the nativity of Christ and Christmas while simultaneously anticipating and expecting that second and more glorious appearing. And so there's, Advent is, is this, always this strange season of of expectation and hope and and uh, desire while at the same time understanding that we ha- already are living into this this glorious kingdom but there's a more glorious kingdom even here and so we have the the lessons from like Thessalonians that say just keep on keeping on right Paul is saying you know you need to continue uh, to live holiness of life, waiting in expectation for, for the coming of and the return of Jesus. And the passage from Jeremiah, which is a really good passage, uh, almost, a, almost a better passage in some ways for last week, but it really points to the hope. But it talks about Jesus being the king, right? If you, in what the Messiah really is, um, and we sort, of, we, we sort of skipped, we stopped a verse early. That's a big shock, I know, we, when you're talking with me about this. But I mean, it was only three verses long to begin with, and we still stopped a verse early. Right, it says, Behold, the days are coming when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time I will cause a righteous branch to spring up from David, and he will execute justice and righteousness in the land In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. And the Levitical priest shall never lack a man in my presence to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, to make sacrifices forever. And so here we have, really this is indeed what the Messiah is, right? Where the Messiah is the high priest who's come, who's also the king. We've talked about this before. Jesus, the one sacrifice, the perfect atonement for the sins of the whole world that take away sacrifices forever, who also is of the descendancy of David and reigns as king forever and ever. And so it describes perfectly 
what the Messiah, who the Messiah is to be. Um, and really it offers hope, which is, which is, which is the, the theme of our first week of Advent anyway, right? Hope. We go through the, the candles and we're going to be going through the candles on the Wednesday services. Hope and peace and joy and love. And this, this first candle is the candle of hope. This really is a message of hope. Especially in, in Jeremiah. Remember in Jeremiah, um, the, the temple's been destroyed, not the same temple that Jesus, they rebuilt, right? Herod rebuilt the temple but in Jesus' day. But the temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. They came in, they, they, they uh, destroyed the temple, they took everything out of the temple, and they carried everybody back off into captivity, into slavery. And so now this, this is the message, right? The message is there's going to be a king in Israel, who's going to reign forever from the house of David, even though right now you're in slavery in another foreign land. And also, there's going to be a priest forever to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings and grain offerings, even though you don't have a place to even worship and to do that in. And so this is the, this is the hope, this is the promise that's being extended to to Israel as as they live in Babylonian captivity, um, and this is the hope, in many ways that that is put forth for us each each day, when when we live, um, and, and some sometimes things seem topsy turvy the way they do in in Luke's gospel today. Jesus. You know, says all these things are going to happen. All these earthquakes and this calamity and these this disruption, and just you know, which is the the real problem of sort of the the prosperity gospel message of once you have Jesus in your life, everything will be happy clappy, right? Because everything doesn't get happy clappy, um, and Jesus actually doesn't say everything gets happy clappy ever. Right? Jesus promises to be with you always to the end of the age. And Jesus promises his spirit will, will be in you. But Jesus never says that things are going to go great. I think pretty much he says, blessed are you when you're persecuted for my sake. That sounds about right. Isn't it great? Isn't it great when you're being beaten and imprisoned on behalf of me? Maybe not so much. But, but I mean, this is really the message. But this, and this is and this is the promise of hope that gets put forth, right? Um, hope, not hope like that. It's always used in in our society now, like wish. Like, what do you hope to get for Christmas? I hope I get an iPhone 13. You know, that's what I hope for, and a new iPad. This is Audrey's list. I think she's waving here, right? She can hope all she wants, right? But it's not probably going to happen. But where, where in reality there is this, this hope that we have in, in God that's, that's not a hope, that's, that's a wish. It's a hope based on, on a reality of, of the character and promise of God. God, remember, who, who delivered Israel out of, out of slavery from the hands of Egypt. God who led them in the wilderness. God who rescued them through the Red Sea, God who gave them the promised land, God who promised to, 
to bring forth the Messiah, the Christ. This is, this is the sort of hope that we have, not something that's, that's based on, on a wish, but on a, on a deep reality of, of trust and assurance and grace of who God is that enables us to live powerfully, gloriously, in the name of, of God. And this is what Jesus says as well. There's going to be times, and it's going to be, and it's going to be difficult, and the world's going to say, be, do this. But just like the, just like the fig tree signs, these, these are the signs for you. Right? The signs that, that, that the kingdom of God is, is coming and bursting forth in its fullness. And you don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to, but it's going to be. And, we, and, and the reason that Jesus made this big pronouncement um, in just the section before this about the temple being gone was to provide hope that when you know that there is no temple anymore and that you are the temple, which is the thing that Jesus kept saying, right? He kept saying, the temple's going to be gone. God's presence isn't going to be found in the temple. The God's presence is going to be found in the spirit. And the spirit of God is going to be within you. You have hope that when the temple did get destroyed by Rome, that indeed what Jesus said is so. And therefore, this provides hope that the Spirit indeed lives in you, lives in us, that we are the body of Christ, the church, the believers. This is hope. Hope, I'm going to have to read. I don't usually have little notes, but, have, but I don't want to screw this quote up. Uh, Brian Stevenson, who's, who's the... Um, the founder of the Equal Justice Initiative and, and author of Just Mercy and just um, not only not only a great advocate for for civil liberties and um, but he's a, a very faithful person. Every, if you ever listen to him, he basically says the church should be the organization whereby um, justice starts happening because we have the foundation. Of, of that spirit of God being within us, bringing forth justice. And he's talks about, he says, hope is your superpower. Don't let anybody or anything make you hopeless. Hope is the enemy of injustice. Hope is what will get you to stand up when people tell you to sit down. Hope is what will get you to stand up when people tell you to sit down. And that's not just for activism. That's just for life, right? Hope is the thing that, that tells you to live in such a way when the world keeps saying, it's okay, live this way. Hope reminds you how that we're called, not out of some sort of, you know, just, just baseless moralism where you're just so holier than thou, but a, a, a true transformation of your spirit that you reflect who God is through love and through grace and through mercy and through care and compassion and, and giving yourself. We talked about that last week where, yes, we are kings. We're invited to reign with Jesus. Remembering that reigning with Jesus doesn't mean lording over people with power but being servants to everyone, 
you get to reign so long as you want to wash the feet of one another, so long as you want to give yourself to one another, so long as you want to sacrifice for one another and put your needs behind theirs. So long as you want to love one another. This is, this is the invitation to reign. And this is the hope and promise we have in Jesus. And as we enter into this Advent season, this is, this is the hope that God calls us to. That we have a Messiah who is promised to come to us, to dwell with us, to be God with us. And invites us to come along as well, to reign in this kingdom, waiting together in hopeful expectation, not a passive waiting, not like waiting for the bus, but waiting by doing the kingdom work of God for that second and glorious advent that we know will come because it's been promised and the promises of God are so. Let us enter into that hope, that joy, that peace, that love that this season brings us to. Amen.